I don't know if, if you're aware, but um, for those of you who were here with us on Good Friday, we started the whole uh, Easter week tabloid by making um, a bed with those um, cardboard boxes, and it kind of reminded us of our sleepiness and uh, how, how God wants us to wake us up. And then the bed, then we turn into the, the tomb, and that's where, that's where we, we said that um, on Good Friday, that's where we remember what the Lord Jesus has done for us. And then around the church building, there were uh, hidden five different items that went on the cross, and um, we, we looked around them. And, and then we, we just brought it there because we said it's Friday, and praise God that we know the, the story afterwards. We know the rest of the story. And it's, it's exciting that actually we are part of that story. It's exciting that we are part of the rest of the story that, that, that God has got for us. And if you remember um, the, the, the video of the children that was played there, was that this was all part of God's plan for us. Um, today we're going to be reminded, uh, we, we're carrying on with the Gospel of John, and um, a very important chapter in the Gospel is chapter 22, 20, sorry, because again, there, there we find also the reason why John is writing what he's writing. And uh, we're going to read some verses together, and I just want for you to pay attention to God's words as Ruth and I read it together. So the Gospel of John, chapter 20, we're going to start from verse 1, and then we're going to finish at verse 18. Can we have the first slide, Mark, please? Now, on the first day of the week, um, I'm reading it from a different version, I'll confuse you. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark... Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone that has been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked into the strips of linen lining there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that has been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? 
They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus turned to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. May God's name be blessed through the public reading of his words. The story continues. The disciples, the followers of Jesus have been distorted because something bad has happened. And it's very good to to hear Grandpa John tell us the story again and again. He has taught it for so many years, and now he's wrapping it up in this special book called the Gospel of John. And he wants us to know the details that are so important to him. And John says his part, his side of the story. And the way that he treats himself there is the disciple that Jesus loved. He has been the eyewitness of the resurrected Christ. And he doesn't want us to miss out on that. He has seen him with himself, with his own eyes. But he he tells the story. Uh, John makes sure he tells us that he's the youngest there, probably, because he outruns Peter. He's faster than Peter, but he just goes only to to the... to the grave entrance, to the tomb entrance, and then he doesn't do anything. He makes sure that he writes all the details of the story. It's very special. Because John wants for the generations, even to the 21st century like us, to remember the significance and the power of the Resurrection Sunday. I think as God's people, as church... We, we, we have treated the, the, the Resurrection Sunday sometimes as a fireworks show. It just stops with a grand finale. And that's it. We, 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 we do it once a year and, and sometimes we stop there. But the beauty of the Easter story, the beauty of the Resurrection Sunday. Can we put the fireworks up, Mark? is that it's not just the grand finale of the fireworks and it stops. It carries on through the centuries because God had a plan to reconcile himself with each and every one of us. And the plan was that he was going to send his son Jesus, that he had promised through the centuries that he was going to come To deliver us from our trouble. What do we do with this message? 
Because sometimes we treat the resurrection sometimes as God's plan B. That Jesus died and perhaps there was a plan B that because he died, this is another thing that, that, that could have happened. But we need to know, and John wants us to know as well, that actually the reason why John is telling us this story is the reason why he has come to these conclusions himself is that he is believing that Jesus is God's son and he wants to embrace his life. So God does not have plan B. Plan A of God was from the beginning to reconcile himself with us. Plan, plan A of God was from the beginning that we as his creatures worship him in spirit and in truth. But we cannot do that without coming through the Lord Jesus. And that's where the rubber hits the road. That's where the resurrection story, that's where the resurrection Sunday becomes real. Because it's given us an opportunity to embrace and to believe. Now, with the young people, we're going to talk about knowing the power of his resurrection in the youth weekend away. And then May 18th, we're going to be talking about this new hope that we have found. But look at the story. We're not going to go in detail, but look at Mary. Look how personal Jesus is being with Mary. And he's calling her by name. So this story of resurrection is not just out there of the blue for, for randomly. It's for each and every one. Because each and every one of you, including myself, is precious in God's eyes. And perhaps he's drawing your attention today and he's calling you by name because he wants to give you new life. What are you going to do about that? He is the God of resurrection. And he wants to give new life because he is the resurrection and life. It's amazing how, how Mary responds to this. She, she takes this new, new chapter in her life. She has met with the resurrected Lord and she cannot stop talking about it. She goes immediately and shares it with the others. First of all, the disciples. And then the others. They come and experience and they take it on board. So, so what happens in chapter 20 of John is something very special. Not only Jesus is offering new life, but he's given now his disciples a new task. To go and share and reproduce the life that they've experienced in Jesus with the world. And this is the kingdom of God, which is upside down. This is the kingdom of, of God, which is full of love, what we shared on Friday, full of life, and it will be foolish to resist it. It will be foolish to say, no, thank you. Also, it would be foolish not to share it. Now, we've got the message of Easter. Wouldn't it be great that we go out and we share what Easter, what the Resurrection Sunday means to me, to us, with people that we love and we care? 
with people that God puts our way. Isn't this something that, that, this something that excites me? And I hope it excites you. Because I have experienced the new life in Christ. I have experienced it in a way that I cannot describe it. Other than I have no regrets in my life for following Jesus from the age of 13. Perhaps this is an opportunity for you where Jesus is calling you by name. And I hope that our attitude is the same as John. I love how John puts his whispers in the gospel. He says, finally the other disciple himself who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw what has happened and believed. And then his whisper is, they still don't understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Well, I want for myself and I want for Cairns and for you guys this morning to be on the group of those people who understand why Jesus came. And I pray that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal that afresh to us this morning. We've got a little task to do, though. I, the, the, the Easter or the resurrection or this uh, Holy Week tablet doesn't finish here. There is a message that we have. So I've asked two helpers to come towards, to come at the front. And we're going to do something proactive. Um, guys, you can reveal what we are going to do. Go get them. So we've got this message of Easter. And I want for us to go and give it away. Now, John Black has been very kind this morning to bring some Easter eggs for the children. Thank you, John. God bless you. And Hazel. Um, now... This egg that I've got here, it's for each and every one of you. This is not for you to eat it yourself. This is for you to come and take it. And if you have shared the message of Easter at least once this week, then you can have the egg. Is that a good deal? It's a deal, Alex? Yeah. Thank you. So what we're going to do is, as we finish with the final song, I'd like for us to, for those of you who are able, to come and get, and there's plenty, I think I've got 146 eggs there, so uh, there, there's plenty for everybody. Uh, if not, I owe you an egg. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you as soon as I can. But come Come and pick up an egg and just pray for somebody that you want to share the good news of Jesus this week. And, and take that so when you leave this place, you know that you're thinking and you're praying and you're really alert to where God is leading you to, to share the message of the Resurrection Sunday. Good deal? Let's pray together and then I'll hand it over to Abby. So, Father God, thank you for the life and the love 
and the power that we find in the cross and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the message of Easter. And I pray, Lord, that as we go into the week, as we go into the busyness of life, that we don't get distracted from the sunshine, but we lose, and we don't lose focus, but we stay, Lord, on track with reproducing and sharing your life and your love and your power with the people that you've put our way this week. So be glorified with us as we sing now and as we celebrate together as a community here, Lord, but as individuals in the week, the resurrected Christ. Thank you that he is available to give us life, love, and power. Lord, we want it this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.